ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Amos and Andy Show. On the wall of Andrew H. Brown's office is a large calendar, and the third Friday of the month, which happens to be today, has a circle drawn around it. And from what Andy is telling Lightning right now, there's some doubt as to just why Andy was anxious to remember this particular day. Now, look, Lightning, a man don't draw no circle around a day unless it means something. Now, you ain't got no idea what it's for, huh? Now, let me think. What did I circle today for? Nothing doing up the lodge. Income tax ain't due till March. Is they still got that thing going on? <laughs> Wait a minute, Lightning. Uh, when is Easter? Easter? I don't know exactly. But I don't think it's the day because I ain't seen no bunnies around the store. Yeah. February the 18th. Taint Decoration Day. Taint Labor Day. Let me see. February the 18th. I know it ain't the 4th of July, I know that. Uh, you know what? I say, I know it ain't the... Oh, that was pretty dumb, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I... Wait a minute, I know the reason I done put that circle around the date. Oh, why? It's to remember to buy Ruby a present. Today is Ruby's birthday, and Ruby is one of the best friends I got. She sure is. Uh, what is you gonna buy her, Miss Andy? Well, I don't know yet exactly, but it's going to be something classy. I'm going to buy her the most beautiful, gorgeous, and most attractive present in town. Come on, Lightning, we're going over to the 5 and 10. Hey, listen, Muggsy. Take a look back over your shoulder. Is that flat foot still following us? Yeah, Joe. He's walking fast, too. Uh, That's a cop sure as you're a foot high. I know. Where's the diamond ring? I got it in my hand. Come on, let's duck in the five and dine here quick. Okay. Hey, what are you trying to do? Get lost in the crowd, Muggsy? How are you going to get lost in here? Come on, we're going over to the jewelry counter. Oh, what's the idea? Come on, stand over here. Keep your eye on the front door. If the copper comes in, let me know quick. Okay. I'm going to drop this ring in the tray here with these phony diamond rings. Uh oh, here he comes. Drop it quick. Okay. Come on now. Walk slow. Nobody's seen you, Muggsy. And we don't know nothing, see? Uh oh, okay, here's the cop. Boys, okay. Let's go up to headquarters. Want to talk to both of you. Oh, what's the idea? A couple of respectable citizens come in a store, and all of a sudden somebody jumps on them and takes them up there. Is this why you was going, Miss Andy? Yeah, come on, Lightning. Uh, here's the jewelry counter right here. This is the highest class five and ten cent store I was ever in. Oh, that's why I come here. Something I can do for you? Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, I want to get a diamond ring, uh, a pretty good diamond. Our rings are in this tray here on the counter. Ninety-eight cents apiece. Yeah, they're pretty, ain't they? These are all square cuts. Yeah, I like these. Uh, them round ones got that cheap look. <laughs> uh, which one are you going to take, Miss Andy? Well, here's two. Look almost exactly like. Uh, which one would you take, Lighton? I can't tell them apart, hardly. Well, it don't make much difference. Uh, this one looked pretty good. Yeah, here you is, miss. Uh, can I have this one? All right. I'll put it in the bag for you. Yeah, thank you, ma'am. You know, Lightning, you sure get your money's worth in this store. (laughs) 
Lightning, did you stop off and see Fluky like I told you to? Ah, uh, yeah, sir. He's on his way over here now. Well, I sure hope he bring a lot of chisels and hammers with him. Yeah, I told him to bring that stuff. You see, I want Ruby to think that I has given her a real diamond, and if she see one this big, she gonna know that it ain't real. I'm gonna have Fluky to chop some of it off. <laughs> I hear the fella say one time that when you got a real diamond, it'll cut glass. Yeah, well, if Ruby try to cut any glass with this one, it's gonna be a question of which piece of glass goes first. <laughs> And another thing, Lightning, I want you to keep your big mouth shut. I don't want it to get all over town that I has given Ruby a ring from the five and ten cents, though. So you don't know nothing no matter what happened. Oh, I promise you, I ain't gonna say nothing to nobody. Yeah, w- wait a minute. Come in, Fluky. I see you got all your stuff with you there. Well, how's you there, fella? Glad to see you. Yeah. Now listen, Fluky, can you shorten this diamond for me? Look here. Oh, sure. I got my whole kitchen full of diamond shortening tools. Yeah, where's my big hammer here? Yeah, well, uh, here's the ring. Uh, go ahead, go to work there, Fluke. Yeah, now wait a minute. Let me get my wooden handle chisel out, you. Yeah, well, I think we all set your right, Andy. Andy, you hold the diamond uh, flush against the floor with the ring part up. Okay, Fluke. Uh, Lightning, uh, you hold this uh, big chisel uh, right there on the diamond. Uh, put it right about there. Just chop off a little there. That's it right there. Okay, I got it. Boy, a show takes a flock of people to shorten a diamond, don't it? <laughs> All right, hold it now, everybody. I go smack it. Mm. Mm. I missed it. <laughs> Listen, Lightning, you move the chisel. Watch it, will you? We are shortening the diamond here, not the floor. Uh, let's try it again now. Put the put the chisel right about you, Lightning. Hey, Arthur. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Mm. Mm, split it right in two. The diamond? No, the chisel. <laughs> yeah, they sure make these fake diamonds hard, don't they? You see there, Lightning? I told you that this was a good imitation. Yeah, they sure is hard, all right. Say, look, Fluky, I think we better forget about shortening the thing. You're liable to bust up the ring and everything else there. Yeah, well, I done used my biggest chisel on the thing. So I wouldn't know where to go from there, and I ain't got no more chisel. Yeah, well, that's all right. Thanks anyway, Fluky, for trying to help me. Okay, and I'll be seeing you then. Yeah. Oh, come in, Kingfish, come in. Well, hello there, boys. How is you, Fluky? How is you, Kingfish? Just leaving. See you soon. Yeah, so long, Fluky. So long, so long. So long. Uh, well, Andy, what's that ring you got there? Oh, well, I done got this for Ruby for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Fluky was trying to make it look like a real diamond for me. Oh, got one of them dime store diamonds, huh? That's right, yeah. Uh, listen, Andy, if you want to make it look like a real diamond, uh, why don't you have the inside of the ring graved up? Well, Kingfish, I tell, uh, tell you, you what, I... Uh, I got a friend down here that will do it for you. A fellow by the name of Pete. Uh, got a little hole in the wall, low rent, uh, one price and all that stuff. Good jeweler, though. Yeah. What do we get for graving? Well, uh, he get a pretty good price, Andy, but I can get it for you wholesale. Uh, ten cents a letter, and he throws in the dots for nothing. Yeah. A uh, graven would be a good idea, all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you could uh, have him grave something nice in there, like uh, 
Uh, to Ruby from Andy on her birthday, February 18th, 1944. Men and happy returns of the day and best wishes for the future. <laughs> listen, listen, Kingfish. Suppose I just say two Ruby from Andy. Now, how much is that going to cost? Two Ruby from Andy. Yeah. Well, a ten cent a letter. There's a two, six, ten, a fourteen, a fourteen letters. Uh, that would be a dollar forty. And that dot deal don't mean nothing, because there ain't no dots in there. Dollar uh, forty, huh? That's a lot of money. Wonder what we could cut out there. You know that word ruby in there ain't really important. She's gonna wear the ring. She knows her. Uh, you want to cut out uh, the word ruby, huh? Yeah. What does that leave? Uh, then it would read uh, two from Andy. Two from Andy. Yeah, well, that two don't make much sense there. Cut that out. Okay, well, that would leave from Andy. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to give her the ring. She's going to know us who it's from. Ain't no use putting Andy in there. Uh, I want to cut out Andy, huh? Yeah. What we got left? From. From, huh? Well, I don't know, but that sounds kind of undefinite to me. Well, I tell you, Anna, the only thing to do is to put in that two ruby from Andy. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, well, take care of it for me, will you, Kingfish? Sure thing, Andy. I'll have the ring back for you this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so, like I say, Pete, this friend of mine wants the ring graved up. He wants to put in that two ruby from Andy. Okay, Kingfish, I can do that. And don't forget, Pete, you told me that if any graving work that I brung you from the brothers, you'd give me 25%. And, uh, what you looking at? You got a mighty fine ring here, Kingfish. Oh, uh, what you mean? That's a blue-white stone. That's one of the finest diamonds I ever saw. Wait a minute. You mean that that's a real genuine diamond? It's worth a couple of thousand dollars wholesale if it's worth a cent. Don't touch it, Pete. Hand me that ring right back. Give me that ring. Give me that ring. <laughs> Well, Kingfish had gone to get Andy's ring engraved, and he found out its real value. Just now, he's returning with it to Andy. Come in, Kingfish. Uh, Brother Andy, uh, here's the ring. Oh, you got it graved up already? Yeah, you know, there's a funny thing about these dime store rings. Uh, this high-class graver that I done took it to told me that it would ruin his graving instrument if he graved on tin. Yeah. Yeah, he said what you ought to do is to take this to a tin cutter. I is, huh? But a funny thing happened, Brother Ender. A cheap old tin ring like this that ain't no good to nobody walks into my life to fill a vacant niche. What you mean walks into your life? It so happens, partner dear, that on every anniversary I has done give my wife a present, except on her 10th anniversary, which is the 10th year of marriage bliss. And what I want to do is to buy this ring from you to fill up that vacant hole that I has done left in my long string of anniversaries. Wait a minute, though, Kingfish. I'm going to give that ring to Ruby. Oh, now, listen, Andy. I is in a hurry. Now, look here. You can get another ring. I tell you what. Whatever you paid for this ring, I'm willing to give you 100% profit. And that's as high as a markup can go. That's OPA stuff and everything right there. <laughs> what you mean? Uh, tell you what. I'll give you $5. $5? Uh, 
Oh, no, that, that's just my first offer now. That's my first offer. Yeah, well, wait a minute here. Let's skip the in-between offers now and get right down to the last offer then. Yeah, I think you're right, Andy. Uh, we get the dickering around. First you dicker, then I dicker. Pretty soon we all dickered out you. Yeah, we sure will. Yeah, my last and final 100% offer is $20 cash. I got the money. I as your pal, and I want to help you. All right, sold. $20. Give me the money. Now, Brother Andy, it just so happens that I got a contract here in my pocket, all drawn up in advance to save you time, even making you the party of the first part, because I love you. Mm. And I want to do everything I can to help you. Yeah, what do I say? Yeah, uh, here's the contract. Yeah, I'll read it to you. See here, Andrew H. Brown, party of the first part, and George Stevens, party of the second part, hereby agrees to wit and whereas, that Andrew Brown, being in his top form and right mind, feeling good, and knowing what he's doing, <laughs> accepts from the kingfish $20 and will never claim any part of any diamond ring that the kingfish has got. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, say here then, as far as ownership of said ring is concerned, Brown agrees that he never saw it, never owned it, and hereby knows that it is the sole property of the kingfish, and he does not know where the kingfish got it, if by hook or crook. Still being in his right mind, Andrew Brown fixes his hand and seal. Signed right there on top of them dots right there. Yeah. Andrew H. Brown. There you is. Yeah, here's the $20. Okay. I'll have Lightning get a box of candy for Ruby so that her and Sapphire won't both get rings. Amos and Ruby is coming over here in a little while. Oh, George, I never been so thrilled over anything in my life. It's a shame we got to sell it. Yes, and it is, but you know the bills we owe. Well, we'll take it into this jewelry store right down here and see what the man will offer us for it. Where did you get this diamond ring anyhow, George? You never did tell me. Oh, it's all on the level, honey. I tell you just what happened. A, a certain person done bought this ring in the dime store. And the only way I can figure it is that uh, this real ring got mixed up with them phony ones. But, George, how in the world could a thing like that happen? Well, honey, it must have been a decoy. <laughs> they must have nailed it in the tray as a come on, and somebody done tried to decoy loose. That's what I think. <laughs> Uh, uh, here the jewelry store right here. Let's get in here. Come on. Go right in. Uh, uh, how you do, sir? Uh, something I can do for you? Uh, yeah, sir. I, I got this diamond ring here and I want to sell. Uh, how much did you think you could give me for it? Uh, hold out your hand, honey. Here you is. It's so tight on my finger, I'm afraid we're going to have to get some soap and water to get it off. Well, let me put my glass on here. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Nice stone. Yes, it is a nice one. Uh, will you excuse me for just a minute? I'll be right back. Oh, y'all, so we wait, y'all go right ahead. Take your time. Y'all <laughs> got some nice stuff in this store, George. Mm. Yeah, uh, where are you going? Oh, I just want to look around at these showcases back here. Mm, mm, mm. Look at the jewelry. <laughs> look in these cases. Must be a zillion dollars worth of stuff in here. <laughs> Look at that gold stuff, them clips with watches in there. Wonder whatever happened to watch fobs. <laughs> well, uh, yes, I ain't got no business complaining, though. Oh, George, 
George. Oh, what's the matter, honey? I was in the back of the store, and I heard the man call the police and tell him a woman is in his store wearing that hot diamond ring what was described in the police bulletin, and that the police ought to come right over here. Oh, me, come on. Let's get out of here quick. Come on here. Well, George, what you going to do? Uh, give me that ring. Pull it off your finger quick. Listen here. You go home and don't answer the doorbell till you hear from me. I go into Andy's office. Come in, Kingfish. Come uh, in. Uh, how are you there, Brother Ender? How you feel there? What, 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 what's the matter? What's you out of breath, Bob? Uh, bro, uh, who's out of breath? Uh, well, uh, just had a attack of asthma here. Yeah, I see. It looks like it. Uh, I'm getting all right, though. Yeah, you're getting well fast, uh, don't you? Yeah. Uh, uh, Brother Ender, I gotta see you. Well, you're looking at me. What's the trouble? Uh... Brother Andy, it's my conscience. Uh, you was done here to people's conscience knowing at them. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is chewing me to pieces. <laughs> uh, uh, partner, dear, I want you to take this ring back. Now, hold everything, Kingfish. If you think I'm going to give you the $20 back, you're crazy. We done signed a contract. Uh, Andy, look here. Will you please let my conscience finish talking before you start buttoning in here? Please do that. Go ahead. Go ahead. All I say is that I, I won't give you the ring back. I didn't say nothing about you giving me back the $20. Yeah, well, what is the idea of the thing, Kingfish? Uh, uh, Brother Ender, I started thinking about the thing. Uh, here is a ring that you done bought for Ruby. Mm -hmm. You done bought it for her out of the goodness of your heart. And you was bubbling over with sediment. Yeah. Then what happened? <laughs> I come along. Greedy, selfish me. Yeah, you right about that, all right. <laughs> And what does I do when I seize the ring? Right off the bat, I think of my wife. Is it her birthday? No. It's Ruby's birthday. But I done forgot all about Ruby. And I didn't realize what the ring would mean to her, you see. Yeah. And even her little children. Mm. Oh, Andy, I is a snake in the grass. That's what I do. Yeah, well, you really been mean to Ruby, all right, ain't you? Yeah, now, look here. Now, let's get down to business. Uh, Andy... I got a contract all drawn up here, giving you back the ring and letting you keep the $20 besides. Yeah. Is I still going to be the party of the first part? Well, to tell you the truth, Andy, uh, just so there won't be no confusion, you is going to be the only party in the contract. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good, all right. Now, I'll read it to you. Say here, I, Andrew H. Brown. Still in my right mind, even more than I was when I signed the other people. And <laughs> I say here, I hereby certify that I is the only one in the whole world that knows anything about that diamond ring. <laughs> there it is. Now sign right there on top of them dots there. Okay. I like this contract better than the other one. Oh, you know? <laughs> Tell you the truth. That first one you had there, I think you was trying to put something over on me, you know that? Uh, all right, now, Andy, here's a copy for me, and here's a copy for you. And remember, Andy, when you say, uh, wait a minute, if that phone is for me, I ain't here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Uh, Miss Andy? Yeah, Lighten, what you want? I was having trouble getting candy. I went to one store, and they was all out. And then I whizzed over to another store. <laughs> and they got a long line of people waiting. 
Oh, listen, Lightning, forget about the candy, because I done got the ring back, and I'm going to give that to Ruby. All right, my Sandy. Goodbye. So long, Lightning. Thanks. Well, I right back where I started from. Got the ring back and $20 besides. Show sure is nice to be able to... Oh, Amos, Ruby, come on in. Oh, hi there, son. Hello, Andy. Hello, Ruby, hello. Well, you said you wanted us both to stop by here, Andy. Yes, we didn't know but what you was having trouble and needed some help or something. Yeah, well, I is having trouble. You see, there's a gal that I knows that I'm crazy about, and I wants to give her a ring, but... I don't know just what to say to her when I give it to her. Yeah, well, maybe you don't have to say nothing. Yes, the ring will speak for itself, Andy. Why don't you just give it to her and see what happens? All right, I will. Here's the ring, Ruby, and happy birthday to you. Why, Andy. Boy, you sure put one over on her, son. Oh, and look at that ring. Oh, Andy, well, this is the most beautiful ring I, I've ever seen in my whole life. And look at the size of it, too, honey. Yeah, well, I don't know if the stone is no good or not, but the feeling behind it is eight million carats, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Andy, I, I just don't know how to thank you. Oh, well, you know something, Ruby? What? If Amos wasn't here, I'd kiss you. Oh. Someday, Ruby, I'm going to get me a gal just like you. Well, Andy, you've made my birthday very happy with this ring. And it's something I'm never going to forget. Now, don't, don't get nervous, honey. Maybe you was wrong about it. Amos, I'm sure I'm not wrong. And I'm thinking about what's going to happen to Andy. Look here, what did the man say to you again? Well, I, I took the ring to the jewelry store today to have it made the right size. Uh -huh. And the man at the jewelry store told me this ring was worth at least two or three thousand dollars. This diamond ring here worth two or three thousand dollars? It's a real diamond. Oh, me, that's bad, all right. Give me that ring, Ruby. What are you going to do, honey? I know this much. Andy never bought it. I got to do something fast. Lightning, I want you to tell me something. Do you know where Andy got this ring that he gave Ruby? I know some of Amos. I don't know nothing about it. Now, listen, Lightning. This is reporting. If you know where Andy got that ring, you got to tell me. Well, to tell you the truth, I know where he got it, but I ain't supposed to know that he got it there. Uh, where? Uh, where he got it. Well, listen, Lightning, you don't have to give away no secrets, but we got to get this ring back to where Andy got it from, or we're all liable to be in a mess. Will you promise me that you'll take it right back there to where you got it right now? Well, I am supposed to be home in five minutes, but I'll take it there for you, Miss Emma. I tell you, Muggsy, there's a good chance that the ring is still in the tray where we dropped it. I don't think they sell many of those rings. I don't forget. It's been there two days now while they've been holding us in the clink. Well, at least they didn't get anything out of us. That ring is still there. Everything will be okay. Here's the counter here. Yeah. We don't want to hang around here too long either. Yeah. May I wait on you? Uh, yeah, miss. I uh, think we're going to buy one of these rings. Yes, they're very nice. Yeah, we want to look them over, miss. Stick with us. We're in a hurry. Uh, excuse me, miss. Hey, like wait a minute, buddy. Can't you see she's waiting on us? Uh, excuse me. I just got something here that I want to... Look, we don't care what you got. Take your time, see? Uh, yeah, sir. You see it, Joe? No, not yet, Muggsy. 
excuse me, I was in kind of a hurry. Say, are you going to be quiet or am I going to have to punch you right in the nose? Now, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, sir. I don't see it, Joe. Well, did you, did you look at all of them? It'll just take me a couple of seconds to... Get back, will you? Oh, mister, please don't push me like that, please, sir. It ain't here, Muggsy. You sure? I'm positive. Can you beat that? It's gone. Ah, let's get out of here. All right, punk. Go ahead. Come on, Joe. Yeah. Well, may I help you now? Uh, Yes, ma'am. I want to return this uh, diamond ring and get my money back. Oh, a return. Well... Just drop the ring in the tray there. I'll give you your money. Uh, yes, ma'am. My, those fellows were certainly rude. They looked at every ring in the tray and didn't buy one. Uh, sorry you didn't make a sale. Maybe they would have liked this one. Here's great news for the Amos and Andy show next week. Be sure to tell your friends to listen in. For next Friday evening, the boys will have as their guests that old Professor Kay Kaiser, plus one of radio's most popular singers, Harry Babbitt, plus the composers of the song hit Sunday, Monday, and always Johnny Burke and Jimmy Van Heusen. All four in person next Friday night on the Amos and Andy show. Our program is broadcast to our armed forces everywhere. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for all of us with a final reminder. You know, it's not such a lot that the boys and girls overseas ask, just a letter from home. A breath of the old hometown, little familiar things they want to know about that only you can tell them. A letter from home is next best thing to being home. So don't please ever be too busy to write. And when you do write, make sure the boys get those letters by sending them V-mail, for V-mail is the safest means, the only guaranteed means of getting it there. V-mail is fast, and because it saves precious cargo space on ships and planes, it's the most patriotic way to send a letter. Be sure to address your V-mail letter correctly and completely to avoid any delay in delivery. Write those boys now. <laughs>